Hey Pure Hearts listeners, it is so good to have you back. Today we have a very, very special guest with us, my dear friend Joanna. And Joanna, she will be sharing her testimony with us about the power of restoration. This will be a three-part segment. So in part one, Joanna speaks about growing up in a Christian Catholic home, how she came to Christ, learning and becoming grounded in the word. Soon after, her Christian life became filled with pride based on her performance in the church, rather than having an intimate relationship with Christ. In part two, Joanna said soon after, she began to move from a state of pride onto living in habitual sin, and she didn't see a way out. And in part three, Joanna said she lost everything she could cling to as her identity, and that's where she found Christ. That's where he began to restore every area of her brokenness. So stick around, guys. It will be a very inspirational discussion. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the life of Joanna. Thank you, Lord, that you are a restorer, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that even when we go through the hardest of situations, even when we make countless mistakes, Lord, you are always there to pick up the pieces. You're always there to restore us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that your power of restoration exceeds any sin we can commit, exceeds any fleshly desires, Lord, because you are who we desire. You are what we want. You're everything to us. You are more than enough. So, Lord, we thank you for this testimony today. We pray that it blesses someone. We pray that it brings deliverance to someone's life. We pray that it convicts someone's heart, Lord God, to run to you, to not feel ashamed, to not feel like you would turn them away, but to know that you love them and you are there to restore them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, Joanna. So you were saying that um, when you got to this place where you felt so low, you felt so depressed, but you could feel... You could feel Christ holding you. You could feel mm. that there's still hope regardless of how low you felt, whatever was going on in your life. And you just got to a place where you said, you've, it's in this dark place that you actually met Christ, you said, you felt like? Yes. You've actually met him to have that deep, intimate relationship with him. So what, what took place after that? So once you've come to this very dark place, you know, they've, they've kicked you out of the church and, you know, you've, you've gone through this um, process of, over and over before and you just felt like do you know what you have no other hope but him right mm. so what happened how did you then take your journey from there what, what happened after that well um the journey is still on i would say mm-hmm. but yeah. there's different you know season and the the thing is um it was just you know when you used to be um so busy mm. and you're so used to play church like to do yeah. all this thing it was scary i have to admit it was really scary i remember thinking what do i do now literally mm. because i hadn't realized how much how my life was all about church you mm. know not about christ but all about church and mm. you need to remember my family lives abroad so it was just me here everyone is in france or different country mm. and i know a lot of people who leave church or experience something traumatic like that but they have their family here Mm. and it's different but for me being here alone um the foreign country and the only thing i had left literally was my job and i remember thinking even why am i actually still here like i consider going back to france many times but the lord every time kept reminding me i have a plan for you and 
That's how I know God was so good. It was, it was beautiful. Oh. I remember him telling me there's a reason why you got saved here. I got a plan for him. I got, and he kept saying it's going to be hard, but I'm here. I'm here. And I could really sense his presence. And because Monday was worship practice, mm -hmm. Tuesday was Bible. Um, Tuesday was, we had something. Tuesday, prayer meeting. This is it. Mm -hmm. Wednesday was church service. Thursday was drama practice. Friday was Bible study. Mm -hmm. Saturday was outreach. Sunday was church. Wow. So My whole week day. was church. Every single day was involving church. So I remember it was such a traumatic experience. I mm -hmm. literally felt, I don't know what to do. And there was a phase initially where I remember being depressed and I wrote a letter. I don't have it anymore now, mm. praise God. But I wrote a letter of suicide. Oh, wow. All those, you know, because the Bible says when you fall, you you give, you open a door to sin. It's like um, it's seven times worse. Mm -hmm, I think the Bible mm -hmm. said. And I couldn't sleep. I was tormented at night. I couldn't sleep. I was afraid to sleep at night. Mm. Uh, in the dark, I was sleep with the light. Mm. I just felt really tormented, and I just kept calling out the name of Jesus. Literally, it was such a battle. And there's a reason why. This is why you know. When God doesn't want us to live a righteous life, it's not because it's a difficult, um, it's not difficult, it's for mm. our own good, mm. you know, because I was tormented, um, I couldn't sleep at night, I experienced sadness, heart, um, brokenness, um, heaviness, pain, and yes, he was taking all those things away, but he doesn't even want us to experience that, to go through it, yeah. and you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm forgiven if I see Christ will forgive me. Yes, He does forgive us. I mean, God forgive us. Mm -hmm. and he, he gave Jesus for so that we could be forgiven. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that you won't experience the consequences of your action. Yeah. And we have to be very careful. And that's something I, I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. And for me, is you know, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the first phase where I wrote a letter of suicide. I remember. I broke down when he came to you. So the letter was for my mom, my sister, and my brother. Mm. And I remember thinking, just imagining, the, the thing that kept me is just imagining, imagining my mom receiving a call saying, Joanna killed herself. And I remember this just did something to my heart where I just thought I could Couldn't never do, do that, that to my mom. Me. I love her so much. You know, my sibling, I love them as well. But it was just imagining my mom. Mm. you know i knew she would just that would be it. like i just couldn't do that to her mm. and i remember this i just remember thinking crying and just saying god you know what i can't kill myself but i feel like i'm already dead i literally felt like i had no life in me i would go to work um at work people were asking me are you okay you don't look well do you need time off i remember it was so bad that my principal that you know who mm. was a difficult man gave me three days off Wow. That's how bad yeah. I, I must have looked. I remember. And if he gave it to you, then you must have needed it. Because <laughs> he yeah. doesn't give away three days at all. You know, if you get time off in school, your yeah, you time don't. off is a half time. I don't even so, know. You know, I don't know how I was functioning, but I know um, God was carrying me. And I had a new line manager that came in. He was a born again Christian. Mm. And somehow he must have seen I was not way searching his testimony with me, talking about his past addiction, how he came to Christ. Mm. And it's like, God is so good that, you know, he will always place people around you. Mm. You, obviously, <laughs> you encouraged me as well. You know, obviously. obviously, the church we were going to was not. I was not ready anyway to be in any sort of church. Mm. You know, for me it was so. I, I resented church and church people, anything that had to do with church. But you encouraged me with the word, the books you gave me, and that's another thing that's really important. You know, 
um, when you fall into sin and, you know, it happens a lot where church you will be kind of put away or people will just not talk to you anymore, mm. is praying for God to send people that will bring light because this one girl in my church, um, so they weren't allowed to speak to me anymore. Mm. She's, she's, wow. She kept coming here. Even me, I would be like, don't come. She would come. She would worship with me. She would pray for me. She kept coming faithfully until that yes, day. Sir. Every time she sees me, she would come. Um, I remember one time saying, you know, I really miss um, Evangel um, Outreach. Mm -hmm. Would you come with me? And she said, oh, I don't think I can because, you know, you're no longer in the church. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing things like that would just make me more angry and bitter and resentful. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of battle between wanting to be healed, but having anger, resent, uh, resentment, bitterness in my heart. Mm. And this was a hindrance for a very long time. I would try to let go. But you also have to give time and allow God to do his work. Yeah. And I was trying to move forward, but it took time. You know, if you think of David, for a very long period, there was the consequences of his action, you know. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when you read some, some could be like the whole season where he spent time in God's presence, you know. So we read the book of Psalm and reading like that, but we don't know how long it was for him, you know. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think it's important to give time to God because obviously I was broken. Yeah. Um, and he wants to restore. But the thing is, when you want to be fully restored, you have to really allow that God to really break you mm -hmm. so that he can make you whole again. Mm. And not the fake brokenness, mm. but really truly yeah. allowing him to strip you off of everything. everything and it's painful because it's ugly to see what you really yeah. are and i remember yeah. god bringing stuff from when i was a child bringing stuff way way from things way back you remember. know yeah and bringing stuff and showing things that were in my heart and resentment and bitterness and jealousy and covetousness mm. and lust that was still here and he mm. has to see those things you know and i remember a lot of time thinking you know it's too much god i literally could i felt i was in pain you know there's a some where David say uh, my tears have been my food day and night mm -hmm. and I remember one time falling on, on this page and thinking this is how I feel God literally I feel like I'm just here crying crying I'm tired I was I'm exhausted and I remember just having no strength and that's where God started to minister to me and there was so much he was um downloading on me mm -hmm. so much that I just felt you know I have to start writing down mm. and I start journaling that's wow. how I started to, because there was so much yeah. he would speak to me. And I remember being afraid to forget what he said, because mm -hmm. he was literally my only friend. You know, there's, there's this song that said, I am a friend of God. But I genuinely knew that God was my friend. He became my best friend at that time. So yeah, in that season, God was really, really ministering to me mm. daily. And he was unloading so much, mm -hmm. you know. And I was downloading so much from him, from his word. There were so many revelations. And I remember thinking, like, I never explained anything like that. Mm. And it was like daily, there was a word. And in, in the midst of my brokenness, he was literally ministering so much. And I remember that started bringing peace. But it was that constant battle, of course, because your past and the shame and you know, where I live, it's a small town. So you bump into those people from a church. Mm -hmm. And every time you bump into one of them, it's a reminder yeah. of your yeah. failure in it. And you see sometimes some people 
a week ago you used to speak and now they see you they pretend they don't see you or they cross pavement you see them in tesco it was just very uncomfortable and i remember the whole time i worship became um so my first thing as i said was journaling but mm-hmm. worship was truly the weapon mm-hmm. praise and worship but mainly worship in that mm-hmm. first season just worshiping playing worship when i couldn't and just worshiping and there was a lot of tears and but every time i worship i really felt god's presence the peace and god really truly you know carrying me mm-hmm. god um that's why I actually started to get to know God as a father, funny enough. Wow. You know, I think before I only saw him as God, mm-hmm. the judge, like the righteous judge where yeah. it's funny, literally. And that was a reflection also of the church I was in, I think, because when you fell, you kicked out, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I started to see God like that. But mm-hmm. in that season, I started to get to know and really see God as my father, wow. but like my dad, not even mm-hmm. my father, my dad, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would cry, I would always feel the peace. I would wake up in the morning, it's like it would give me a word. It would remind, it's like the Spirit of God was just bringing back to memory mm. verses, scriptures. Uh, randomly, I would end up on a video on YouTube. Mm. And for me, like the most beautiful time was when t- one time I opened the Bible and I wanted to read the gospel, but I ended on the book in the book of Isaiah mm-hmm. and I had never read the book of Isaiah before and I ended up on chapter 61 and until today literally Isaiah 61 is my key scripture wow everyone now knows it now. <laughs> I love it what's your favorite book it's like you always say the same and for me it's just you know when I was reading I remember crying so much crying I couldn't stop because I just just saying you know when you speak about we give you beauty for ashes and uh, you will um Remove the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. When you say that, because I remember saying, God, I feel so depressed. Mm. I can cling. Uh, you know, I confess. I relied on you. Why do I still feel heavy? Why do I feel mm. depressed? Why do I, feel... I remember no one is talking to me. I was crying so much. And this was his answer, literally. And God was ministering. Literally, we were having day-to-day conversation. Conversation. Mm. And I knew it was God because there was no one around and it was such a beautiful time. It was really painful, but uh, that's why I met with Christ. That's why I met and I, I got to know um, Jesus as a friend mm-hmm. and God as my dad. Confident, wow. you know, healer. You know those things we say, healer, waymaker. Yeah, like um, literally. Yeah. It was literally for Because Isaiah, that book, uh, even Isaiah 43 or 48, I can't remember what it speak about. I'm making a way in the wilderness, mm-hmm. river in the desert. I yeah. believe it's Isaiah 43. Again, this one stuck you know it did something to my heart where i was like he's making a way especially mm. when he said can't you see it mm. and i couldn't so it's like i'm reading and i was responding like yeah. god no i can't see it oh it was you know yeah. it was very <laughs> i was reading out loud to encourage me and i was like but i can't see it god i would cry mm. and i would just pray and just worship the worship was my second i would say weapon like mm-hmm. my second way of drawing close to him mm. and yes those two were my men and the third one became um, writing, but music. Mm. And so while I realized as I was journaling, there was some time where it was not really journaling. It was more like a poem or music. And I started to put them together, like in a notebook. Yeah. And just playing the keyboard again. I had stuff because yeah. I felt unworthy. You know, for me, it was like, God, I used um, worship. Like, you, you, you blessed me with being able to play for you. And I felt like I don't, I'm not worthy anymore to be behind a keyboard. So for a very long time, for like 
eight months i wouldn't be near it was there in the living room but i wouldn't touch it and then i started to play again and bit by bit um and praising him again because it was hard wow. to praise him because i didn't feel like worthy to praise yeah. him you know um so i really experienced restoration through for christ for his love through his gentle his gentleness you know he is his patience and he was you know all those things when we say it's kind i really personally experienced it yeah, yeah that's beautiful that kept me and every time i look back i know now when i say those things i believe it because i experienced it mm -hmm. and i think back then it was hard for me to live right for christ because i never had a personal experience of yes he's um yes he's a good father yes mm. he is a provider he's a healer because when you don't experience anything if your faith has never been tested then you have nothing yeah, you know, yeah. yeah you know how do you mm. know how, how do you know how strong your relationship with god is it's true it's true you know? it's true and in, even in those moments as well like those are the opportunities that god used to kind of show you his characters and show you his ways and then as i said because you experience it you get to know him more so in that season said you really got to know know him as your father mm. you really got to know him as um you really got to know christ as your friend didn't yes. you yeah start to experience those more. and when he needed him the most that's when he starts showing it those. so maybe if he didn't get to your lowest of your lowest you probably would have never known christ as True. your friend or, or know the god the father as your father True. you know as True. your dad because True. True. those moments require the that isn't it yeah. so it, it's beautiful it's beautiful thank so, god yeah it's beautiful <laughs> so you said you're still on your journey and you know i guess christ is still doing a work in your heart christ yeah. is still doing a work in you yes and it's exciting yeah. i can see it on your face <laughs> i can literally see it on your face and it's as i said to you it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you it's always a pleasure to connect with you and you know just to hear how your heart is after Christ and you always say to me Joanna don't be church minded be kingdom minded and I love that and I say it all the time I love that saying I actually love it because it's so true we have to be have to be kingdom minded because it's all about the kingdom because church is like an institute yes but the kingdom is eternal life Amen. you know that yes. is eternal, eternal. literally yeah. so it's kind of like being about about Christ in the sense where it, you know about the kingdom and, and relationship with christ that personal relationship because i feel like when that is lacking you do fall away you do fall into things and you, you, there's no foundation the bible talks about the man that builds his his house on sand mm. and the one that builds his house on a solid rock and when the wind blows yeah and when the storm comes only one will stand right yes. and that's the one on the rock and the one on the sand will kind of quiver and shake away and as you said your foundation was being built in the church so mm -hmm. you know you came to christ as a new believer but your foundation was being built in the church and about the things that you do in the church and about serving in the church and the people that you were around in the church yes. and when that foundation was shaking it's kind of like you quivered there was nothing nothing holding you up mm. so then you kind of have to start from scratch again and when you start to start from scratch again that's when christ really started yes. to do a full-on work in you because and if you fool mm -hmm. you don't make room you know there's a song i love i will make room for you yeah and i love that it was so busy so packed how can christ even come in you yeah. know he's supposed to be inside over here and then mm -hmm. other stuff shifts around him mm -hmm. so yeah um like you say he had to remove everything so they could be the know, center yeah yeah. That's beautiful. And now you're on it, you're continuing the journey. And um where are you now? Where would you say you are now? Like the process that you are in now, where would you say you are now? Now 
you know it's uh it's funny there's so many seasons in the in the walk we have with, with god you know mm. christ and now i'm in a season where it's because last year another thing again mm-hmm. i had uh, i was um I was involved in a, in an accident coming back from holidays mm-hmm. and I was in a coach and I almost lost my life wow. and for me again it was another wake-up call because now you know it's the longer you are in your journey with God the further he wants to take you and the higher and yeah. that requires more sacrifice yeah. sacrifices and you know that requires also more from you mm. and one thing I've noticed is giving him um, sacrifice um, being sacrificial for him mm-hmm. is good, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And he wants he wants me to, you know, he wants all of us actually to mm-hmm. be sacrificial, but with our very best. Oh, and that's something I where that. I've seen, you know, I was I was just reflecting when you think of Cain and Abel, um, they both gave the offering, and we all know mm-hmm. it. But yeah. one gave his very best. Yeah. And I don't want to be a Cain. I want to be Abel. I want to give God my very best. I don't want to just give him an offering. I no. want to give him my very best offering mm-hmm. and i think i'm in that That's stage amazing. now in a season where i have to just giving him why god is not enough you want me to give him my very best mm-hmm. and of course that requires more mm-hmm. and i'm that in that season right now so um um all those things that you know god is challenging me to share my story but also yeah. to to, to, to be a voice to, to lead other people like mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the part of healing I had a, lot, a few ladies actually that I met through other people um, mm-hmm. I was telling you I'm part of that counselling group mm-hmm. because another thing in this season that I'm doing is being practical so um, I mean God is amazing he, he used people who have you know the knowledge yeah. practical knowledge to help you also mm-hmm. overcome things you're struggling with and mm-hmm. But because in the church it was before there was no space, you going to counseling or therapy was considered a bit, you know, you yeah. know, a lot of black churches, unfortunately, that's what no, I think, true. you know. It's true. And but this season has been a season where I thought, you know what, God, I'm thinking about long term, my future, my spouse, my children. Mm. Um, so I started um, counseling when lockdown started. I started to do group therapy um, regarding that issue we spoke about, like yeah. pornography. And I got to that place where I'm like, God, you know what? I suffered too much. I did too much and I worked like I worked in a bad way and mm. now I experienced you and now I'm in that I'm intimate with you again and it was hard it was painful it was such a long process that now I cannot afford to go back mm. in my old ways you know I have mm. to be radical mm. and it required a lot of humility I mean being in a group and sharing things with people you don't know yeah. they're all born again Christian ladies but it's still humbling because yeah you know it's acknowledging that you need support you need mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. you need you can't do it on your own um so it's been a blessing uh, i've been doing that for now what since july and it's been great good. Um, twice a week it's online but it's very it's very good like i really feel that, that it's a platform where i can be real as well and they're mm-hmm. all born again christian ladies so they know how it feels to be in the church, church. and, and yeah. you know um and this is why I am now. I mean, um, the call for mission that I told you in 2013, mm-hmm. I've been working on that. So right now I'm in the season where I'm trusting God. So it's not about me and having all that talent. It's trusting God with, he placed something in me, but always 
turning back to him and mm-hmm. allowing him to do work in me and use me the way he wanted me to be used. But truly, I want to give him my very best. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know? Oh, I um, love that. So that's why even when, you know, you say, oh, can you share? And I just felt, because um, I know the Lord wants me to share my testimony mm-hmm. uh, and through blogging, yes. you know, all Do those you. entries I've done in the journal, um, I'm still very shy by it. You know, wow. I really feel like I feel naked. You know, it's me. Because it's full vulnerable. Yeah, this vulnerable. is bro. This is true. This is not... I wrote them when I was going through the situation and yeah. I just feel very vulnerable and sometimes like, gosh, people are going to judge me. Um, what are they going to say? Because, you know, some people found out my story recently and they were judging me and I heard through one of my friends. Um, someone heard about my story and said, how could you do, that? do this? And sometimes I feel a bit uh, fearful, you know, people's reaction. Uh, but God, you know... Um, um, God used everything, like you know, oh, yes. what the, the devil wanted to use that what he meant for yeah. bad or evil, you know, mm-hmm. he turned it for good. He used every single thing. I mean, and for me, I remember for years telling God, Why me? Why, why could I not struggle with um, money? Or even I remember saying, I wish I was struggling with alcohol. That's how mm-hmm. desperate I was. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, God, how come there's no um, tools? There's nothing, there's no resources for women. There's a lot of resources for women battling pornography or lust. Um, sorry, there's a lot of resources not for women, for men yes, yes. and married couples mm. or women who have a spouse. Mm. But actually, it is scary to see there's nothing for single. Christian single women. Mm. I only found one book, and that was the only book, literally. And for me, I know, now looking back um, and just thinking, maybe it's a way for God to say, okay, you went through it you know beast so, like when someone go for something like similar like you you will be able you know to encourage them yeah, because you didn't have that at the time i mean you, i had christ of course but you still it's it's beautiful when you're able to someone that experienced the same thing they're able to encourage you and say and tell you look i made it through i made it you know mm. i went through it but here i am standing i'm still serving christ mm. um and like you said this draw me drew me closer to him yeah everything i do now is christ at the center um when argument things happen in the church i'm not even faced anymore because i'm thinking you know at the end of the day i know if i'm standing here it's just by god's grace and it's beautiful when you get to that place because you know nothing literally things come and go it doesn't phase you they don't phase me anymore you know and even sometimes i'm a bit down i encourage myself in the law because i'm like you know you know it got you come on you went through so much you know like, you know, you know, um, like you said, the power of restoration. Mm. He he restored me. Like I, I mean, that's beautiful. And I want to encourage you as well. Like keep doing what you're doing, Joanna. Honestly, you know the blog that God has laid on your heart with the journal entry. I mean, He's definitely, as He said, giving you that testimony to help other females that are going through similar kind of things. And the enemy will always try to come in on the side. He will mm. always try to come. You know, there are many voices in this world, and. They will, all, it will always come and try to tell you that, oh no, people are going to judge you or what are they thinking about you? And obviously, if a few people around you, like the church that you used to go to, mm-hmm. and as you said, of recently, you've you've heard people judging you again on the same kind of thing. Now you're thinking, oh my God, for me to put it on a public domain now, everyone's going to see it and what are they going to think? But honestly, I believe that it will bring restoration and blessing to a lot more females than even judge, than the, than the judgment that you will get. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think... Um, I think it's a beautiful thing and 
you're continuing to encourage yourself and as you said you're going to do it with excellence you're yes. going to share it with excellence and you're going to bless you're going to bless you're going to bless women of god you really Amen. are you're going to bless women of god and um i look forward to seeing it. i look forward to <laughs> listening to it actually you've got you've got an entry now because you've written your first entry so i just wanted to share with the listeners just what you've got written so far just so they have an idea of you know even if it's not your first your first post but just what you've started to work on because she started to work on it guys <laughs> so and i'm really excited i can't wait for it to be out like literally i'm going to be sharing it everywhere so go Thank on tell us what you have okay <laughs> so for those i mean you've just listened to my testimony and as i say as i 61 is my scripture is my yeah. my book <laughs> and uh, um so as i was i'm um, starting to work on the blog um, the first, I, I was looking for, you know, a title for the blog mm. and a crown for ashes is what came, as wow. God, you know, say, and I really, initially I wanted to call it gracefully broken. I had so many names, but mm. God kept saying now a crown for ashes because, you know, Ooh. you received the crown of glories. You had all those ashes. Yeah. But I would give you that crown, but give me your ashes, give me your brokenness. So that's the name of, of the blog and uh, where the love of you know Christ starts and never ends so uh, I'm just going to share that entry that I wrote um, from Isaiah 61 and it's called Gracefully Broken and I'm just going to read part one okay. uh, because of time yeah. and uh, yeah and I hope it blesses you it will definitely will and it talks about um, just to give a background Kintsugi which is a, a Japanese art where um vase well, um, or piece of art being broken mm-hmm. instead of throwing them away how um, artists take them and um, glue them back together mm. and it just made me feel of how this is God you know as the master yeah. you take all the brokenness the pieces and mm-hmm. put us back together yeah. and sometimes you know and that's how I felt you know I wanted to push away this part of my life but mm-hmm. God made me realize you know you can't where you are now it's not the same testimony if you remove some part you know that you can't give me glory the same way if you mm. pick and choose and god was saying you know you're the person you are today but this is part of your testimony and sometimes wow. you want to Shop, ch- yeah. or choose you know and remove mm-hmm. certain part but actually god is using everything beautiful um yeah so kintsugi the japanese art of taking broken pieces and pulling them back together in order to create something new, something atypical, beautiful in the eyes of the ma- of the maker, a new piece of art, a masterpiece, the master's piece. No piece goes to waste in the hands of God. God, as the perfect potter, according to Isaiah 64, brings each piece back together into life. He alone creates something new and beautiful. Elohim, the creator of all things. Only the owner of a broken vase understand how valuable and beautiful the vase still is to the, uh, to the astonishment of outsider. Each piece of our brokenness is a reminder of Jesus' triumphant power over sin and death. It is with great care that artists put each broken piece back together, but, it's, but instead of using plain glue, they use exquisite silver or gold. The cracks, the imperfections of the vase are no longer hidden, but celebrated. The cracks become golden vessels, and the imperfections become the roadmap of your journey with Christ. In 2 Timothy 2.20, we see that a large house 
contain not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. While some are for common use, others are dedicated to a honorable use. Christ, with his Christian blood, seeks to cleanse you, that you may become a vessel for honor, reconciled, restored, sanctified, useful to the master, and prepared for every good work. God, as our craftsman, takes our brokenness and refines us until we become golden vessel in his sanctuary. We then become women of honor, redeemed, sanctified, prepared for every good work and useful for his task. You are honorable, not because of what you did or in spite of what you did. You are honorable, a chosen vessel because of what Jesus Christ did for you. By his stripes, you are healed. He was begun the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns, according to Philippians 1.6. The Lord will see you through every situation. Be encouraged. Oh, bless you. Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. Amen. Amen. God bless Amen. you. That's definitely, definitely encouragement to me. Like, I was literally engrossing it. I, I love that. Thank you, Joanna. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. Thank you for sharing your blog. I can't wait for it to be out. <laughs> Let us know when it is out. I will. I will. And um, thank you so much for being so vulnerable, for being so transparent, and really just sharing your heart and your experience and, you know, not holding back anything. I know it took a lot of um, courage to do that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of females out there may not feel as courageous as you have been. So we give God thanks for the Holy Spirit that's given you that spirit of boldness mm -hmm. to go out and share that. And I pray that it will definitely, and I know, I know that it will bless someone. I know that it will encourage women out there that may be going through a similar kind of thing. And I pray that whatever God is doing in your life already, I pray that he continues mm -hmm. to let you shine, continues to build you up, continue to draw you closer to him, continue to use you to touch other people's lives. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, sir. Oh, God bless you, sis. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pure Hearts Podcast. Be sure to send in your questions, comments, and anything you might want to add. If you are listening through Anchor, you can do this by clicking the Messages tab on your screen. You never know, your message might just be broadcast in our next radio segment. Alternatively, you can drop me an email at heartpurified at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to hear from you. And remember, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Be blessed. Mwah.